Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynesy, we're halfway through August, and the Cleveland Guardians are in first place in the American League Central Division. Uh, they lead, not only do they lead, they lead the Minnesota Twins by two and a half games after the Twins uh, lost again Sunday in California. Uh, this is shaping up to be, over the last, half of August and, and uh, all of September, uh, it, it's going to be an interesting race to the, to the American League Central pennant. Yeah, definitely, uh, Joe. You know, they go five and one on this trip and, um, you know, gain, uh, their, get their biggest lead of the season, like you said, at two and a half games. But uh, the, the Minnesota and, and the White Sox are both two and a half back. And uh, I just who do you fear the most, Joe, if you're the if you're the Guardians, uh, the Twins or the White Sox? Right, right now, I think it's the Twins just because, you know, they've they've added enough pitching to to be sort of dangerous there. Uh, their bullpen is pretty good. Uh, and and their lineup actually scares me a little bit more than Chicago's lineup now that uh, the White Sox don't have Tim Anderson in there. Uh, I, I think there's a, a, a lot more reason to be sort of weary of, of Minnesota than Chicago, but both of them can do damage between now and the end of the season. Yeah. You know, uh, Cleveland has a winning a six and five against the twins, eight and five against the white Sox. Uh, but they also got some games left with Detroit and, and Kansas city, uh, the Detroit eight and they're eight and seven and six and four against Kansas city. So, you know, like we've said so many times before, you know, the, the race is going to be decided in the division. Yeah. I remember what I said uh, a while back, I said, Kansas city would have a, a big say in, in Cleveland's sort of positioning in this, in this chase for this division. Uh, and that's becoming true. Uh, the, the Kansas city, the six straight games against the, the Royals um, at the end of the season. But I think, I think it's uh, it's nine out of their last, you know, uh, you know, couple dozen games uh, against Kansas City. It's it's going to determine, you know, and it's a team that they should be able to beat pretty easily. And it's really going to determine, you know, whether or not they are in position to win uh, the division and, and make it to the playoffs. Uh, it, it it seems kind of silly to, to say, but, uh, you know, this 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 Guardians team that doesn't hit a lot of home runs, doesn't hit hit for 
a lot of power. Uh, yesterday, uh, Ahmed Rosario comes out and, and swats a home run early off Kevin, Kevin Gosman, and it, uh, it it sort of sparked the offense a little bit. Yeah, they, you know, the the big the home the leadoff home or the home, first inning home run, and then but Joe they they basically they basically ran Toronto out of their own ballpark. I mean, I have you know rarely do you see you know a contending team that rattled by speed. Uh, you know, the Guardians stole three bases; they should have stole four. Uh, you know, uh, Jose Ramirez came off the bag for a minute uh, for a second and got tagged out. But, you know, they broke up double plays. They beat out like three infield hits. Uh, they were just too fast for the Blue Jays. They The Blue Jays could not contend with that. Plus, you know, Shane Beaver pitched a great game. And, you know, in uh, it just, uh, you know, the combination was, was really kind of, you know, it's, it was surprising. They took two out of three for Toronto. And, you know, payroll-wise and name-wise, you know, if you looked at both rosters, you'd say that the Blue Jays were the better team, but not this weekend in in uh, at Rogers Center. Yeah, I, I'm still surprised. They're the fourth lowest payroll in in baseball. I can't believe that there are three teams, uh, you know, with with lower payrolls than them. But uh, you really, you talked about the speed. You talked about it was it was throughout the entire series. It wasn't just Sunday that. Uh, the the guardians looked like uh you know team roadrunner uh it was it was all weekend all series against the uh uh the blue jays they they looked like they were running the bases well and and had it in their mind to to take bases you know andres jimenez had most of the day off on sunday but uh he was he was in the the thick of i, I believe he took the uh the team lead in in steals uh over jose ramirez yeah you know uh in on in saturday's game uh, it was a, a two to one loss, but he still, you know, he reached base four times, um, stole, stole, t- uh, stole a base um, and made that great defensive play in the seventh inning, you know, behind first base. Uh, you know, they've got five guys with 10 or more steals, Joe. Um, and uh, they just, uh, they really forced the issue. And it, it was really apparent Sunday that, you know, this is, you know, you, they're going to give uh, catchers a lot of nightmares if, if the, you know, the catcher isn't really, you know, proficient at controlling the running game. And and this is the way that Terry Francona likes to likes to put games together and likes to put teams together is having that that speed at the top of the lineup. And, and he really has it with with Quan Rosario uh, um, Ramirez and uh, somewhere in there you throw in Andres Jimenez. And you, straw too, and Miles Straw at the bottom of the lineup. Yeah, you can't forget about him, which I almost did. Uh, you you've really got a team that runs not just steals bases, but runs the base as well. Goes first to third, goes second to home, and and is really smart about it in a lot of ways. Yeah, you know they they had a stat in the uh, Sunday game notes uh, from Baseball Reference that showed that uh, the Guardians went you know first to third on a single. You know the second most. Uh, the second most in in the second most among teams in the American League. The, only the White Sox were better, and you know that's what Francona preached throughout spring training. First to third, you know, run the bases smart. They're like second in the American League in stolen bases, and you know he just, he doesn't want them running recklessly. He wants that high percentage success rate, and you know you're right around 80 percent success rate in your steals. So, you know, they're, they're really doing a good job. And, you know, with the starting pitching starting to come around, Joe, you know, every steal is going to be important. Every time they break up a double play, you know, run their way out of a double play, which they did 
two or three times yesterday, you know, that that's key too. Yeah. It's uh, there are, are just those little things. And you talk about that, uh, you know, legging out uh, the, the back end of a double play. Uh, that sounds like Ahmed Rosario to me. When you speak like that, it, it, you're talking about Ahmed Rosario. You're talking about a guy at the top of the lineup who, even when he hits the ball on the ground, you're getting 100% effort out of him down the first baseline. And he's he's really hard to double up because of the way he runs. And and Terry Francona really respects that. And he said as much last night in his postgame, uh, just the way that Ahmed Rosario plays the game and approaches the game in every aspect, uh, not just running the bases, but defense as well. Uh, he's, he's really got, uh, Tito's respect in that regard. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, it's, I think, uh, it starts with Rosario and Ramirez. They both run the bases hard. They both, you know, go 90 feet to first base. Uh, and he said, you know, if you think Rosario's fast, you should see him when you, when I try to take him out of the lineup, he runs away from me. I can't even, I can't catch him. So, you know, this is a guy that plays every day and he's playing, you know, a premier position, you know, the key defensive position. And it amazes me, Joe, just to to watch him day in and day out the way he plays. And uh, we've talked about it before, you know, his defense has improved. You know, he covers a lot of ground. He runs the bases. You know, he, he's among the American League leader in hits. You know, the guy never takes a break, man. Yeah, he's he definitely is a force. And right now, uh, he's one of the big reasons why the, the Guardians are in the position that they're in. Uh, we, we talked about uh, Andres Jimenez, and you, you mentioned his defense there a minute ago. Uh, he's starting to get some generate some buzz as a as a Gold Glove candidate there at second base. I know uh, Mike Sarbaugh, the uh, the third base coach who also coaches the infielders, uh, has has really thought really since spring training that uh, Andres Jimenez could make uh, make a make a mark there at second base. Yeah, that play uh, you know Saturday in the seventh inning. That was a, a Robbie Alomar play to me. You know, that's that's the only other guy, second baseman I've seen that could make a play like that. You know, first he's got to go way behind toward the line, to, behind second base to get to get uh, you know uh, uh, Espino's a single, and then uh, Tapia is running all the way from second, and he's got to make he twirls. He you know he does the Omar Vizquel twirl and then throws it home, and the throws right on the line and a, and a great tag by Luke Maley. Uh, Maley was saying he was worried because he didn't exactly know where the throw was going to be because uh, Jimenez was off balance, but he said he, he he was perfect. It was a perfect throw. Yeah. Between that play and I believe the play that uh, um, Zach Plesak made coming off the mound uh, earlier in the season uh, at home where he sort of uh, barehanded a ball and threw it and then ran off the field. Uh, I think those are two of the the nicest sort of uh, throws in that regard where your your momentum is carrying you away from the play and you uh you, you throw uh to the base that you're throwing to and it's on on the money and uh there's there's no no better feeling than, than throwing a guy out at home like that uh Andres Jimenez uh, again showing you know why he's uh not just a, not just a, a you know an, an all-star but a, a gold glove candidate at the position uh, yeah, and, yeah, definitely. You know, he made another play in the second game in Detroit in the, in the fifth inning when, you know, they, the double play was in order. But, uh, you know, he went home and uh, got a shoop at the plate and to protect the 3-2 lead, and they end up uh, winning the game 3-2. Yeah, and, that was – that was in the fifth inning. I mean, but you're talking about right there, those are two examples of defensive runs saved. Uh, I haven't looked at his uh, his totals lately, but he's got to be up there, not just in the uh, 
in the American League at the position, but you know, overall uh defensive run saved, he's got to be up there as well. Uh and we'll uh we'll we'll maybe we'll write a little bit about that this week and and see how uh what other people think about his defense. Uh around the division, we mentioned the uh the twins lost two out of three in uh Anaheim. The White Sox swept Detroit. So now we're getting uh Detroit uh, coming to Cleveland for a doubleheader on Monday and then uh, two more games uh, before the the end of the week here. Uh, what do you see in terms of the division now, uh, the race shaping up as we move forward between those three teams? Yeah, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting. Uh, you know, Detroit, you know, it, it's really kind of, you know, had a lot of injuries, but they played the played Cleveland very, very tough. Um Cleveland is eight and seven against Detroit. You know, Savali is coming back tonight in the, in the first game of the doubleheader. He always pitched. I don't think he's ever lost against Detroit. He, he came back and pitched three perfect innings against them at Comerica Park on this last trip. Kind of ran into some trouble, gave, gave up a couple runs in the second, in the fourth inning. But, you know, so he should be built up a little stronger. And then we're going to see a, another rookie, Joe, in the second game, Xavier Xavier Curry, you know, I think he's going to be the fourth, 14th rookie to make his debut for this team this year. Yeah, uh, Peyton Battenfield was on the roster in Canada uh, because of James Karinchak not being able to travel due to vaccination status. But he didn't make his debut. Battenfield would have been the 14th uh, guardian to to make his debut. But um, now that goes to Curry. Uh, who comes, uh, you know, between Akron and Columbus this year, 19 starts, he's eight and four, uh, you know, 3.48 ERA, uh, really nice whip. I think his whip is 1.09. Uh, Curry's been a guy who he was the, the, the organization's minor league uh, pitcher of the year a couple years back. Uh, he's, uh, he, he's a strong candidate and a guy that a lot of people are excited to see uh, you know, as, as somebody who could really be a piece for this rotation at some point. Yeah. You know, seventh round pick out of Georgia tech in 2019, uh, had some shoulder issue issues, you know, in college, uh, went even, but the, that didn't stop Cleveland from drafting him. uh, was uh three and one with the 3.09 ERA at Buffalo. I mean, at Buffalo at Columbus and, uh, five and three with a 3.65, at Akron this season. So, you know, he sounds healthy. He's putting in some innings and uh, it's going to be fun to watch to see how he works here. Curveball changeup, he throws uh, pretty hard. So it's, it'll be fun to watch. I, mean, I talked to him in uh, spring training when I was out there during the, during the uh, lockout. He was a fun kid, a fun guy. Uh, I, I know he's excited and he's really good. He's good buddies with uh, Will Benson. They grew up together in the Atlanta era area. A lot of fun then to see the two of them sort of play off of each other in the in the clubhouse, and uh, you know that it, it, you're really starting to look at that clubhouse and and all these guys who who didn't open the season with the Guardians, you know Nolan Jones, uh, uh, you know uh, Tyler Freeman, uh, Oscar Gonzalez. Uh, th- there's there's a lot of faces around that clubhouse who were in either Akron, Columbus, or or still back in Arizona when the season started. Uh, and now they're, you know, pretty much stalwarts on this team. Yeah, you know, that, that it is, you know, they're the fact that, you know, they're doing this, 
that they're having this run in the standings, that they're in first place, that they're playing so well and they're doing it with so many young guys. You know, you just don't see that, Joe. And you wonder, is the other shoe going to drop or is it not? You know, it. And but, you know, I think uh, the organization has done a great job, you know, mixing and matching the young kids with, you know, the few veterans on this team. And I think Francona has has really done done a nice job, you know, keeping things simple, not putting a lot of pressure on on all these young players. And uh, you know, the big thing to me, Joe, is is the pitching staff is starting to take care take off. Uh the rotation, you know, since since the last home stand, they in their last one, two, three, four, five, eight six, games. Seven eight and, games. Seven and one in their last eight games. Yeah. And they are they got a point a zero point nine six ERA, six earned runs in fifty six innings, and uh, you know th- they've only lost out of those eight games team wise. They've only lost one of those games, so you know, and they've all pitched at least into the six in. Well, except for a Savali, they've all pitched into the at least into the sixth inning. It's it's been you know they're getting better at the right time. Penn is benefiting from that. Uh, Tito had mentioned over the weekend how, you know, the the reason they've been able to to pull out a couple of those games where the bullpen had to be used a little bit more, the the game where Savali, uh, you know, went short. Uh, the reason they've been able to do that is because the starters have been doing their job and getting the ball, you know, you know later into games so that they could rest more and uh, they're a little more fresh. Uh, you, nobody's rested at this point in the season uh, at all, but, you know, Cleveland's bullpen's thrown the fewest innings of of any bullpen in the uh the American League so uh always always good to see that and always good to see uh the the young pitching staff coming together the way that it has uh all right we 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 head into uh this week at home uh Austin Hedges said it best he said he need they need loud they need to hear uh hear the crowd uh what do you think uh you know the, it's brown season obviously yeah <laughs> There's there's other distractions and 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 people are going back to school I guess next week or this week or whenever but uh, can we expect uh, maybe people to start to take notice of a team that's you know been in first place for almost a week now and and uh, and start to show up at the park? Yeah, you know you would hope so, Joe. You know they're coming from Toronto where they had three straight crowds of over forty thousand, and I'm I'm telling you, Joe, that place was electric. It was rocking. You know, the roof was open. It was beautiful weather. And you would like to see that kind of response in Cleveland. I don't know if it will be, but I th- I think, you know, the fans that will come, they're going to see a pretty good product. It's going to be fun. It's going to be a fun homestand. And, hey, there's a lot to play for right now. Yeah, starts today, uh, 3 o'clock doubleheader, Aaron Savali on the mound, followed by Xavion Curry's Major League debut. Uh, Hoinsey will check in again tomorrow on the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. All right, Joe.